Oh my god. Hi. How are you? Oh, I hate. It's like how the Kardashians talk. Oh my god. Kim, it's Zane. I can't believe you went and bought those pearl necklaces. I like how I went to a pearl necklace. Because she's, um, she's a sexual term. Obviously, I don't need to. <sighs> We've already. 20 seconds in, and it's turned into complete and utter debauchery. My name is Christian Hull. This podcast is called Complete Drivel. Um, just to let you know, right, it's unedited um, because I'm lazy. I can't be bothered editing or, you know, fixing sound or when things go wrong, editing them out. Don't care. Don't have time. Um, and I often record podcasts in chunks, so I'll do three or four episodes at a time. And this is one of them because... By the time this gets released, the whole Kathy Griffin, Donald Trump thing will probably be all over. It'll be done and dusted. But it's literally, it, it's happened. It's happened a couple of days ago. Kathy Griffin held up Donald Trump's head, if you're not familiar with the photo. It's covered in red corn syrup, which, okay, representing blood. Now, it's pretty graphic. It's pretty full on. I want to talk about it because, uh, look, I don't want to get into hot water or controversy, but I, I, I feel like we may have... I love Kathy Griffin, and she's a funny lady, and yes, yeah, anyway, we'll talk about that later. And also, so I got a message from a guy, and it was a, a lovely message, beautiful intentions. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to make fun of it. It's, it's actually, I actually read it, and it was about autism, and he was talking about how he thinks I show signs of having, you know, classic autism, and I was reading his post, and I was reading the, the, the signs, and I was like, oh my God. Each one of these points is me. And then he said, do the autism test. And I didn't even know that was a thing. So I thought, um, we'll do that. We'll do the test. We'll see what the results come back with. Um, I'm not poking fun of it. I'm not making light of it. I, I, you know, autism is a serious thing. But I was reading it and, you know, being antisocial, wanting to be alone, all these points. And he was suggesting, I was like, this is me. This is 100% me. I'm going to take this test. Um, so I want to talk about Kathy Griffin and this test. But I also wanted to talk about... I forgot. That was apparently a symptom. Just having a plan but forgetting things. Very classic Christian Hull. Oh, damn it. It was about food. was about food. Oh, no. Yeah. So I go to, like, restaurants or cafes or anything. And when I go to a new cafe, like, I'll be like, oh, that sounds nice. And I'll try that. I'll be trying it for the first time. Ooh, going out of my comfort zone. And if I like it, I never, ever, ever order anything different for the rest of my life. I have a cafe down the road. The first thing I got was I was just wanting a quick meal and I just had a ham and cheese toasty and they had some caramelized onions added in there. And I have never, ever, ever, ever bought anything else from that cafe ever. I've taken friends there. We've had lunch there and all I get is the same thing, the ham and cheese toasty. Um, uh, McDonald's, the only thing I ever get from the McDonald's menu is a Big Mac meal. That's it. I've never, I've never even tried anything else. I've had a cheeseburger and a Big Mac. That is it. Oh, that's a lie. Actually, I've had a quarter pounder and a double cheeseburger. But I've uh, McChicken, boo, a fish thing, fillet, it's fillet. Okay, we call them fillets. I'll have two fillets of fish. Why are we calling it a fillet? Why? Do, why? Why is it for the most bogan of all bogan? Fast food places, we posh up filet. Oh, I'll have a filet fish. <laughs> I'm fancy. I'm shopping at McDonald's. That'll be 35 cents. Oh, for my filet fish. Um, yeah, I, uh, anyway, I just wanted to share that, that I actually don't ever stray from the menu. 
And if I do stray from the menu, I'm usually horrifically disappointed and then pissed off that I strayed from the menu. I was like, I could have enjoyed my ham and cheese toasty, but instead I decided to go exotic and go for a feta fig and almond salad. Oh, why would I do that? Um, And I hated it. And I'm like, well, I've spent my money on a fig and almond salad. It's not satisfying. And then I have to buy a ham and cheese toasty. I'm like, excuse me, sorry. My friend just texted me. They really want a ham and cheese toasty, so we're going to deliver it to them. Oh, my God, we're the greatest of friends. No, I was going to go outside and eat it, but pretend I've ordered it for a friend. I've done that. I've done that once at McDonald's where I went into McDonald's and I was really hungry and I ordered so much food, like an embarrassingly huge order for just myself. And I've done it a few times where I'll go in and I'll have like a list, like it looks like I'm ordering for other people. And I'll like, I'll be like, okay, so I'll just have the small cheeseburger meal. Yep. Just for me. Um, Kathy, I think Kathy wanted two large Big Mac meals. Yes. Uh, one with a Diet Coke, one with a Fanta. Um, Stephen wanted the Happy Meal because he wants the springy toy. Stephen, classic Stephen, he's a five-year-old. Um, and then I'll also get for Roger two boxes of cookies. Not joking. That was like, I ordered that and I ate it all. Or I go in and go, oh, uh, mum and my family are just out in the car. Can I get two large family boxes? My family live in Sydney. I'm here in Melbourne. Oh, absolutely. That's good of you ordering for your family. Yep. My huge, enormous family, we're getting two family boxes, which is like four Big Macs, four cheeseburgers, four Cokes, four fries. Yeah, I'm doing it for the whole family. No, I'm just eating the whole thing. I've done that and embarrassingly more often than I should have. Or you do it on the phone where you'd be in a queue and you'd be just like, um, sorry, I'm just, I'm just waiting to order. Yep. Can I please get a large Big Mac meal? What did, what did you want? Okay. And can I get two cheeseburgers and a large Coke? Is that everything? Okay, great. Okay. Bye friend who's definitely on the phone and hang up. Okay. I'm ordering for two people. Uh, No, I'm not. I'm just eating two people's worth of McDonald's food, like seven people's worth of McDonald's food. And I'll go home, put on Netflix, and then I just gorge. And But I – see, when I eat, I I have – what my brothers have said is like this this rhythm, like a production line. Because when we went to Europe – so I went uh, to Europe with my two brothers. And, again, I went to France when, – when, when we were in Paris, the only thing I ordered at the restaurants was a cheeseburger because I had it at one cafe, and it's like such a common meal there, and I got it – that's all I had. No, no, like foie gras. What is it? You know, the raw mince that Mr. and Mr. Bean eats it at one point. Oh, the, the, it's just raw mince with onions. Like that's the French delicacy. Nah, didn't get that. A friend of mine got it and I had some of it. Delicious. Um, no, I got a cheeseburger. That's all I had for a week in Paris when we went out for lunch. I only had a cheeseburger. And the cheeseburger would come out and it would come out with everyone's meal. And my brother Nick said he would like look down to like, chop up whatever he'd ordered and look up and my cheeseburger was just finished. Like I had just inhaled it. And then he said he did it again at the next restaurant. He looked down and he looked up and I was practically finished. So we did this thing where he said when all the meals came, he wasn't going to look at his meal. He was going to watch me and <laughs> and watch how I ate. And I didn't know this at the time. This is all going on in his head. He didn't vocalize any of this. Otherwise I would have been the, the slightest bit civilized. And he told me, he was like, watching you, Christian, was the most incredible and disgusting thing I've ever seen. And I was like, oh, go on, explain. And he goes, you're like a production line. Like, 
as you're chewing, you're moulding the burger into the next bite. And as you swallow, the hand comes up and you open your mouth. Like, I can open my mouth, swallow at the same time, and I'm taking a bite and chewing. And he's like, so he says to me, like, your hand, your mouth, your, your esophagus, your stomach, everything's working at the same time in this slick production line. And then in, you know, like that, the burger's gone. I was like, I'm quite proud of myself for that. He's like, you should not. Definitely not be proud. And then I'm also taking all the free breadsticks and shuffing them down my gob because um, I'm a fatty. And, um, yeah, that was uh, – I don't know where that story was going. I just wanted to share with you um, the horrific weight problem I have is because I pretend that I'm ordering for family when I go to a restaurant when I'm not. I'm just <laughs> ordering for myself. Um, I wonder if, like, people at restaurants know, like, they can just tell, because sure, I'm not the only person that pretends that they're ordering for other people. Anyway, that was embarrassing. And now, we'll talk about Kathy Griffin. So, um, recently, she, uh, appeared in a series of, uh, sort of, like, artistic, I do in inverted commas, uh, photos taken by a, a pretty well-known photographer. Sorry, I've just got to adjust this microphone, it's really annoying me. It's like... So the microphone stand is attached to the roof and it comes down on a set of springs. And so you adjust it to the perfect height, yet it just wants to like dung you in the face and it wants to go over here and then shoot everywhere. And it's really, it's so annoying. Not that you care, but I wanted to share that information with you. I need to burp. Uh. Oh, Trish. Trish is just in the corner. Um, uh, someone said they want me to interview Trish. What the hell would I ask? And also, our voices are so similar. Let me see. If I, if I just... Oh, my God. Like, no, we're definitely, hopefully not similar in the slightest. It's the Kardashian. Like, I go to the Kardashian voice for Trish. Uh, oh, it depends. I've got so many different... So, I've been interviewed once, twice, twice on radio with Trish. There were two, like, just sort of nothing fancy. But there were, you know, there was a kids' radio station called Kindling. Um, and if you live... Oh, I think you can get it outside of Australia. It's a digital platform. It's it's a very clever radio station designed for kids. So at night time they play soothing music and you can just leave it on overnight. There's some, uh, you know, wine time late at night when the kids are in bed before you go to bed. And anyway, I did this interview. God, I forget where the story was going. <laughs> oh, my God. This is, I'm having an episode of early onset dementia again. This is like this is how bad it is, and this is why the the guy messaged me and said I think you might have mild autism because he said you just talk about things and then you forget like like that you just forget what you're talking about, and this is exactly why would I bring up oh shit, and you're all you all know what I'm supposed to be talking about because I've said it earlier on and you all couldn't remember it, but I just can't. I was in, oh Trish oh voices for Trish oh. Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Like that, I'm actually embarrassed by that. Oh, I'm only thirty, and I just have complete blanks. Please, please, please tell me other people have this do the same thing to that severity. And then, so Trish has. I've got like three versions of Trish, where she is like Bogan Trish. Well, how's, it, how's it going? Oh, I need my ciggies. I don't know. I made that up. Um, and then I do like normal everyday Trish, which is all the mums can relate to. And then I do like posh Trish. Oh my God, Cindy. Cindy, I'm only feeding organic grapes for her at school today. <laughs> Cindy, just organic grapes. You know, I don't know. I feel like that's what posh people do. I come, my, my family upbringing was 
Mm, I would say upper middle class. Well, because my family, my mum and dad were very clever with their money and uh, they had children later in life. So mum was, I think, 30 when she had, no, how old was she now? Oh, no, she would have been like 33, 33 when she had me, 60, no, she's 65, 30, anyway, she was mid-30s and then she had the boys when she was like 38. And um, so they, they paid off a mortgage and we didn't have to worry about that. So we had money to not go into a home because it was paid off is what I'm trying to say. And mum didn't work though, but dad did and he had a pretty good job. He worked for Qantas as a flight service director, aka a fancy flight attendant. Um, tea, coffee, tea or coffee. There's who does? There was a parody. God, I go, I do go on so many tangents. We will discuss that in the autism little break. I might like we're running out of time. I might do autism next podcast because so I feel like it's going to take a full podcast up. Um, I'm really interested to know because I I feel like I have a lot of oh my god, so many tangents. I have a lot of uh, mild issues. That when you put them together, I have some sort of underlying. Not, not that there's anything wrong. Oh God, let me. Do, uh, I'm just gonna have to wow, really digging a hole. Um, let's just go back to talking about Kathy Griffin because I've only got a little bit of time left. Sorry, another tangent. I'm deciding the time myself. It's not like I have a limit. I can do however long I want. But... Oh my God, <laughs> I've lost my mind. Um, okay, Kathy Griffin. God, bloody hell. So many tangents. Um, I started explaining Kathy Griffin and then we ended up talking about my food and then talking about my dad being a flight attendant. Right up. Okay, so she held up Donald Trump's head. It was a like a, a, a mask that you can buy at, I don't know, a $2 shop. And then they, they covered it in corn syrup to look like blood. And she held it up. She looked very fancy. She held it up about head height, and this guy took a photo. Now, she got into so much trouble. Look, it's a confronting image, um, and, and Kathy is a very confronting sort of comedian. Like, she's very crass. She doesn't care about anything, um, but, but she's more on the celebrity side, where she'll just bag out celebrities and, and call them out on their, you know, bullshit, ultimately, which I find hilarious. And I, I really like her as a comedian. I think she's really funny. Um, she's very un-PC, as obviously she held up Donald Trump's severed head. Um, so basically, she's done this, and it, it was, in a way, a form of art. Like, she wasn't doing it for a comedy banner or a comedy tour. It was a photographer who wanted her... Or they both decided, don't know the facts, um, to do this piece, right? It's like an art piece. It was literally supposed to be an art piece. And, you know, this huge backlash followed. Donald Trump tweeted her. Uh, he said his 11-year-old son thought it was real. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to throw stones in glass houses. Is that phrase even appropriate there? Probably not. But I don't think so. I don't think he would have thought that a comedian, a tiny white comedian, would have severed Donald Trump's head. Although I suppose he's 11. I don't know these things. I just think people are smart enough. Like, do you really think he thought that? Oh, I don't know. It would be distressing for an 11-year-old to see, and I understand that factor of it. But I, I think, I think, and again, 
remember, I'm not a normal sound human being, but I think we overreacted. We overreacted a bit to poor old Kathy Griffin. Um, yes, it was confronting, and yes, it was I- inappropriate, and violence is never the answer. But it's it's a photo. It's an it's a it was basically an artwork, and we can't. I feel like we're now censoring art. Like, I mean, I, uh, my honest opinion is I don't think we should have caused a huge fuss about it. I can understand why it offended people. Absolutely can understand why it offended people. And I can absolutely understand why she shouldn't have done it because she's probably not the right person to hold up Donald Trump's severed head. It probably should have been a lesser-known artist. But, um, which, which I think would make a total, it would be totally different if it wasn't someone in, in such a high-profile comedic status. But I, I, I read an article in the Huffington Post by a guy called uh, Noah Michelson, and it was an incredible article. Now, he was obviously a young gay guy. Pretty sure he said that in the article. God, I hope I'm not assuming that. And, and he was just saying how, um, well, let's just put this into perspective. Donald Trump banned all Muslims from the country. Okay. Uh, he also... He's just recently pulled out of the climate change agreement in Paris. Yep. So he doesn't believe in climate change, obviously, which is obviously real. Um, and he's shutting down all abortion clinics. Like he's slowly, to be fair, he's slowly destroying America. And I just, why are we so concerned over this image? Like, you know, tell me I'm wrong. Honestly, tell me I'm wrong. I, I have, I don't have, I don't have friends. I can have this discussion with. I don't have, um, like, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't socialize with anyone. So I, I'm easily persuaded. And and the articles I read, I just, I don't know. I feel like because the majority of Americans voted him in, and and genuinely like Trump, they obviously genuinely hate this. I mean, no excuse, but they did similar things to Obama, where they made a model of him and they hung him and then burnt him in the streets. But again, that that's that's the difference between a civilian doing it and a high profile celebrity doing it. Is you can you can call out the actions of a high profile celebrity. You can really focus the the energy onto this one person rather than a whole group of people who did the Obama stuff. And it's not to excuse either party. They're both really expressing their very angry opinion on the whole situation. Um, but I, I just think I think it's just a bit of a big deal over what I consider to be an expression of art. And I've seen far, far, far worse things in art. Photographies, uh, photographs far worse than that. So much worse. You know, I mean, they also, those photos also, like, oh, there's just so many. I don't even want to describe. Like, go and look at most of the photos that I've seen are, are like real, like ones from the Vietnam War, things that are quite confronting and they, oh shit, I don't know. I just, I just feel like we've caused so much drama over that Kathy Griffin, uh, Donald Trump's bleeding head. It was designed to be confronting, obviously. Obviously it was designed to offend. Obviously it was designed to be confronting and it was all of those things and we've just gone, oh my God, why would you do that? And I just feel like, she shouldn't. I feel like she shouldn't have apologised. She should have stood her ground. She believed in it. She thought it was right. And suddenly everyone was freaking out, which she knew would happen. And she's she's come out and apologised. I don't know. I find the whole thing weird. But I, I would honestly genuinely love to know 
what you think about it and why. Like, I could be completely wrong and I just don't understand. I'm all the way over here in Australia and I'm super naive. I don't have children. I have no responsibilities. So uh, my perception is as a 30-year-old male, white male, you know, I'm very privileged. I am not offended by that. You know, and the question is, if I saw someone do that about Obama or someone that, did I call him Obaman? Hey, Obaman, over here, pour me a drink. Um, that wasn't, oh, well, that was not supposed to be, that sounded very, uh, again, I don't edit things, so I'll just leave that in, just let that slide. Um, what was I saying? Like, if it was, so who do I really like? Who's a political person that I really, oh, Justin Trudeau. Oh, what a babe, what an actual Oh, here's another question, right? So he's the Canadian Prime Minister, young guy, so attractive, right? But that's all people focus on. He's also actually really good at his job and he's created like sort of change and, you know, uh, his bench of people. I don't know what they call I'm not politically political. You know, he's got he's got a good mix of women, good mix of races, genders in his party. Um, but Jesus Christ. He's so attractive. But then I look at that. If that was a woman and we were like, oh, she's attractive, we would be like, oh, we're only focusing on her looks, are we? But with Justin Trudeau, we're blatantly focusing our looks on him because he's so attractive. Oh, my God, he's so attractive. I can't get over how attractive he is. He can lead me any day. Um, And then, but then there's the difference between men and women because uh, is this is this right or wrong? I feel though you can you can get away with saying you shouldn't, but you can get away with saying he's super attractive. Look how hot he is! Oh, five times Justin Trudeau was super hot, and do a BuzzFeed article, and no one sort of flips their table because men they do they have it easier than women. So in in this instance, because you know in in the political space especially, men have it easier. We no one really bats an eyelid when they say, "Oh, five times Justin was shirtless." Here they are. And we all click it and love it. But if it was a woman, it's because we give women a hard time. And that's why they don't want they don't want to be treated like that because they already have a, enough of a hard time. And so I can understand I can understand why we do it to Justin and we don't mind. But if we were to do it to a female politician, it's actually quite offensive. Because female politicians already have enough of a hard time dealing with all the other shit, like, oh, she can't have children if she's a politician that it's bad for us to objectify them, but it's okay for us to objectify men because men have it easier. That's how I view it. Also because I like men and I like objectifying men. (laughs) And that's why I probably shouldn't discuss these things on such an open forum for criticism. But I don't mind. I'm not going to chop off a fake head and drown it in blood. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if I just, like, on my Facebook page, went and just did the same thing? got a Don Trump mask, dripped it in blood. I would never do that, obviously. Look at what would happen. But I wonder what would happen if I did it. Anyway, I've probably lost a couple of um, wonderful human beings who are probably going to unfollow me because of some of the opinions. But you know what? That's fine. But but you shouldn't, rather than unfollow or get angry, comment. Tell me why I'm wrong. Because I'm very easily persuaded um, with facts and, and sort of, personal stories because all I go by is what's in the media and we all know what's in the media is complete and utter bullshit I feel like I should end on a 
Oh no, we'll end on some jokes. So my um, the last two podcasts were my brother and his girlfriend Holly. Um, we revealed some embarrassing stories, which I don't actually find this. Like, I'm not embarrassed. I don't get embarrassed. I've shat myself while driving on a long drive. I sh- I shat and I had to sit in my own shit. Like, and I'll happily admit that story. Like that doesn't bother me. Like I'm not embarrassed by things that I do in life because I find out I'm not the only one that does these things. I'm not the only person that shat themselves while driving. Lots of people have. Hopefully, I'm just pretending like they have. I'm sure you have. Please tweet me at Christian Hull if you shat yourself while driving. And then you had to sit in your own shit. <laughs> and then you had to sit. I had to sit in my own shit. Do you want the full story? Here's the full I shat my pants while driving story. That's a good one to end on. I don't, I'll do the jokes. Jokes. I've got to write that down because I will forget that in 60 seconds. So I used to work in Newcastle on the north... I don't, God, it's north, north coast of New South Wales. So I would commute from Sydney to Newcastle, which is about an hour 15. And um, one time I was, I was a little bit sick and I was desperate for money. Okay. Um, I was desperate for money. So I was desperate for money. So I do these commutes and I, I needed to, and I was getting sick. So I did this commute and we were about, we're on a freeway, right? So there's no exits, there's no bathrooms, there's no turnoffs. And so I'm heading and I'm about, I would say about 35 minutes away from work. And I farted, but I was sick. And it was, you know, sometimes when you get sick and you fart, but it's, it's way more, it's, so much more than a fart. And it was so much more than a fart. And <laughs> I shat myself. And what can I do? I can't just get out of the car and take my undies off and just throw them in a pile. Yuck. Like, so I just had to sit there and drive, sitting in my own filth. And then when I got to work, which I was late to, I had to, oh my God, I had to sit in the, no, I didn't. No, I'm pretty sure I, I went to the bathroom. I'm I would love to think that I just went into the work and sat in my own shit and was like really dedicated to my job, but I didn't. No, I think I just went into the bathroom, cleaned up, threw my undies in the bin and went commando. And that's the first time I ever went commando. Commando? Is it commando? Commando. Commando. Christian shut in his pants. Huh? Bye.